0: Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's Word,
1: fellowship, and prayer.
0: Ever. And, uh, and so I, I pray it was a blessing today. I'm looking forward to... Uh, to the testimonies, we don't get to do this very often. The bigger the ministry gets, the, uh, the more difficult it is to include everybody in this time. And so uh, the, the seasons of testimony, um, you know, they've been more infrequent, perhaps. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to today because we're going to get to hear from some, from some people who were really moved uh, by what God showed them this last week. And um, now before we get into that, I've got a, a couple things I need to address as you know, this is not our, this is not our building. Uh, and uh, there is going to be some work going on in the building over the next couple weeks. They're going to move this uh, balcony back, uh, which hopefully will give us more space in here, right? So uh, that's good. But we need some help after service today moving some stuff around. And we need about 15 people. Uh, Chris Miller is going to order some pizza for whoever that might be that, that, that uh, gives their time. And so I just need a show of hands uh, you know, 15 people who can hang out after service and help. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. We've got them. We've got them. Thank you. Okay. So, I see you. I see you. We've got you. in. Okay. Someone, someone text Chris Miller and let him know we need pizza for 20 people. That's probably you. you you've got his number. Why don't you text him, Andrew, real quick for me. Thanks. Um. So, th- that, thank you. That's going to be awesome. Uh, and this room's going to remain in transition, so we need to be flexible. Remember, we don't have a home. We're Christians. So, this isn't our home. This room isn't our home. And so, we can't get too comfortable here. But we need to make sure we're serving the people who are letting us uh, be here and, and use their space. Um, I just want to briefly, before we get into testimonies, I just want to briefly say uh, uh, just what God is showing me. May I do that real quick? Um, This last year has been just super difficult, and uh, I I hope uh, that you haven't felt the difficulty and the brunt of just the chaos administratively, what we've gone through as a a pastoral team this last year, and uh, being in the other building, having our services down the street, having only 15 minutes between services, transitioning back and forth, spending like two months just doing church online. Um, all of that stuff made it really difficult for me as a pastor to be the pastor that I want to be, and and that's the type of pastor who knows his flock. Like I, like I just felt really distant from you guys. You guys were still doing your small groups, and you were maybe you felt close um, at some level, but I just felt so distant. And um, and and one of the things that I have, a, I have a huge heart for is training leaders to 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 be to become. Everything that God wants them to be, to, to activate their gifting, to, to learn to share God's word with confidence, to, to go wherever God's calling them to be uh, and go. And, and so one of the things that I really want to see happen in Kaya is that Kaya would be a finishing school for missions. That this is a place that people would want to be if they want to get trained for the mission field. If they want to get trained to go church plant. And, and I want to keep Kaya a place where everybody has to stay on their toes. They're being stretched. Uh, it's always difficult for you. Like I don't want you to ever be comfortable. And, I, and, and keeping Kaya that way has been really hard over this last year. And so uh, in 2021, uh, God's really been confirming this. And the, and the, and the conference was just more confirmation uh, in 2021, I'm going to spend a lot of time with you guys, and that means that other stuff is going to have to get pushed to the side a little bit. In 2021, even I have committed to having every single small group in our home, all 30 Bible studies in our home, uh, at some point this next year, uh, just to get to know you uh, so that you can hear my heart, so that I can hear yours. We're going to be doing other training things, training for counselors, for Bible study leaders, uh training in, in, uh, in, in preaching for young men who are coming up in their leadership and they need to begin to exercise their preaching gifts. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make opportunities for people to get trained in 2021 like uh, we have never experienced in, in Kaya. And so please be praying about that. Um, I think in, as far as I could tell, mission focus this year was about dying. Like just like recognizing we have nothing to offer the Lord in our flesh. Um, that we need to separate ourselves even at a greater level from the world. That we need to press in. And that, and that through that kind of faith and surrender, God can actually use us. And uh, I, I think from what I can tell, from my observation, from, from the little discernment that I have, that I believe that in this room, people know. People know that something is astir. That something... Something's changing in your life, and there's a lot of people in this room, if they were going to be real honest, they know that they're going to be called at some point to go plant churches. Like, I just just know it. And uh, that means our love for one another has to be greater. Our unity must be that much stronger. We have to commit ourselves that much more to knowing God's Word, to dying to our fleshly ways, to those things that hold up young people all the time. You know, those things that are oppressive to young people, the thing that's been bothering you, that sin that you've been holding on to, it's time to die to that, to not let that thing control you anymore and let God set you free to do the work that he's called you to do. That's, man, that's what we need so bad. If in the last of the last days, if if we're going to be the remnant, that means our time is like, it's like so short, and we're just gonna ha- we're just gonna have to get absurd, right, in our faith. Um, amen. If you agree. Amen. Cool. I love you guys more than I could possibly ever express. And I can't wait, I can't wait for this next year with you. And so with that, uh, I want you to hear from other people as well. And I'm gonna let Andrew Ong um, kick the, he, doesn't, he didn't know. You're the first one, bro. So you're gonna go first. <laughs> That's
2: good. Okay, so, so man, mission focus is it's rich, isn't it? Uh, there are so many uh, sermons that was really powerful. I mean uh, you know Brian Clark brought it, you know other people brought it Can't can't forget the uh, the black back on the on the head. I, I really like that illustration like you're done. <laughs> no more talking, you know no more deals. black back on the on, on the on the head. Uh, but I want to talk about the one that's maybe a bit more obscure, the one that uh, maybe almost put me to sleep, you know uh, uh, the one that uh, was cost separated by birth. <laughs> I'm like, man, what is he talking about? You guys you guys remember that? Like it's like man, it was very technical, very technical, very technical. Like all the, the, the he got my face on there with that hair and the dreadnought and all that. If you remember that 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 night. But it has the most kind of profound impact to me because his conclusion was very powerful, right? Because he talked about um, that that elusive call that God has on our life. Like man, we're looking for that call. What is God calling uh, me to, right? But it's it's all about that process of separation. That was his that was his point. That process of separation, as I'm as I'm trusting God, uh, you know, with my family and a team to go to Vietnam, I could completely uh, relate to that. It's a process of going from door to door of faith. You know, man, God, what do you want me to do? And So, with the, you know, with the time I have, I don't think I can share everything. I just want to look at the clock so that Brandon doesn't give me a hard time. But, you know, God has called me to the pastorate, you know, to a a life of missions from an early days, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, how many years, 15, 16 years ago. I knew that, but that hasn't happened, Right? Uh, and, and that happens slowly because I trust God from one small thing, right? Like God give me small tasks and I trust God. And, and if you look at the life of Abraham, that's what happened in his life, right? God didn't ask him to go to Mount Moriah to sacrifice his son on day one. Do you know how long it took? If you, if you do the math, I think it's about 50 plus years. To get him to the point of Mount Moriah, it's okay. To, to 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 sacrifice his son, that's why he didn't resist when that happened, and when we read that, we're like, whoa, like that's crazy. I wanna be like Abraham, but it took all that year to get him to that point, and I, I and I kinda relate to that, and, and so there, there's so many things, there's so many things, you know, uh, I went to uh, Vietnam, and uh, I don't know, this burden just, you know, Uriah was there, I think he, he got the drift, he got the mass email too. <laughs> and went and told Brandon like what's you know oh, I think Andrew's going you know I mean I didn't I haven't even said anything I didn't say anything to him and he he got that mass email but I didn't say anything either I just knew that man that burden is there and I f- I finished preaching in Cambodia I'm like I'm just crying for Vietnam I'm like I I can't I can't I can't explain that you know like I don't have love for people of Vietnam but But when mm. sorry, I'm gonna go over five. But when God puts it in you, you you know, you just I don't know when I can finish this. <laughs> All right, so, so you know, God did that. God did that, and and then you're like, man, but you're going to wage a war. You know, this is a communist country, you know. They put people to jail. <laughs> like, just recently, the, a, a, a pastor got 20 years. And uh, and you're like, man, do I have enough to go to war, right? Uh, because if you don't, <laughs> you remember uh, Luke Luke 14, like, if you got a, how many thousand was that? 10,000, right? If you got 10,000 and they got 20,000, man, if you know, like, that's not enough, man, you just send, send like, a, hey, we're cool, we're cool. <laughs> you know, you don't do that. But but from just the process, you know, I was asking, man, God, I, I, I don't want to go alone. And then, you know, man, kids like, man, I, I want to come with you, right? I didn't even really ask him. And then slowly, God just, slowly brought more people uh, to to say, hey, I have a desire to to go. I'm like, are you crazy? You know, why would you want to go? Like, I mean, the thing is, it's just so comfortable here in America. I cannot tell you. I mean, you got Amazon, you can just buy whatever. I mean, it's just so comfortable. You got cars. I mean, the air is good. There's no pollution. And why would you want to go? But again, I know, I know those people who even, like, called me and texted me and told me that they want to come, I don't expect them to actually come, you know, because I know, you know, God will, will, will call those who need to come. But it's just encouraging, right, to see God moving in people's heart. Um, and, 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 you know, so, so that's, that's good. And then my wife, right, uh, you know, James talked about, like, man, when it's just you, Man, I'm good. Like, when I went to London, I never even thought of, like, counting the cost. This is awesome. This is an adventure, right? And I went five years uh, to serve with Brian Clark in London. Uh, but when it comes to your family, man, that's a, just a whole different ball game. Like, oh, you know, like, like James was talking about, uh, it, you know, but that's my baby. You know, that's my wife and and it's just very different the the burden is very different cuz you the the thing is you just y- you don't want to mess mess your family up right oh man that's so hard to talk about it <laughs> you just you know you don't want to do that right uh Yeah, but then the answer is still yes. Oh, I didn't really prepare for this, by the way. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know what to say. You know, like, Brandon's, like, asked me, text me yesterday, like, hey, can you share something? I'm like, I don't know what to share because there's just so much in my mind. Um, so, yeah, just, just slowly God is, you know, say, hey, can you walk through this door? And I'm like, okay, let's go. And even, like, going to Mission Focus and like, hey, we're missionaries. Like, man, that was a hard trigger <laughs> to pull. Like, what? you know, it's like Jeff was telling me, like, man, once you print that card, there's no turning back. <laughs> but who knows, right? I don't know. So we're praying, like, God, if this is not of you, uh, we don't want any part of it. Like, we, we're happy here in Midtown. I mean, goodness gracious, we're happy. God's bringing fruit. Uh, it's It's been awesome i I would love to stay, but at the same time i you know I can't deny that the hand of god uh is in the work and so the idea is we have to go so I just want to challenge you, like if you're new here, you've been around here, um man, baby steps right the the things that God has uh just entrusted you um man, just be faithful with that, right. And, and slowly, he'll give you the faith uh, to go more. Amen? All right. I think I went over, so I'm good.
0: All right. Uh, so, I mean, I, I wanted to start with Andrew because I, I felt like, well, first of all, um, Andrew's fairly used to and it kind of sets the tone But the, of the other thing, thing, thing is, it, it's it's there, are, there are things for us to, to consider and, and things that we have to die to but there's a the cost for all of us. Doesn't, this doesn't come easy. And I just really I felt like I, just, I knew Andrew um, would be able to express that. But at the same time, we all need to be aware of what's going on Andrew's in Andrew's life as a conservative um, little updates here and there with man, Andrew is one of us. He's Kaya. he's F O Y, he's us. And uh, we, need to, we need to keep our, our eyes on what is going on in his life and we need these updates because man if we're gonna pray for anybody, right? It should be it should be our man, he's us. You <laughs> so gotta know what's what's going on in his heart and in his uh life. Um, I'm gonna invite up Rebecca Brown, where are you? Thank you. are gonna have Andrew didn't know this. But you have to hold it right up in your face.
3: Okay. Thank you. Is this is this up in my face enough? <laughs> okay. Um, hi everyone. My name is Rebecca. And I've been coming to Midtown for about a year and a half. Um, along with about half of Kansas City, I work for Cerner, um, which is a healthcare IT company. And I've been there for almost two years. So I work as a consultant, doing, you know, pretty mundane work. But uh, during the first year of working there, I had lots of opportunities. Um, to meet with new people every single day. I would meet people in the break room, in the cafeteria, and in my desk area, um, there were about 10 to 15 people that I would get to talk with more in depth every single day. So I was consistently hanging out with my coworkers after work and able to build a lot of strong relationships and um, cover a wide variety of topics in our conversations. and definitely had opportunities to bring up my faith in Christ. So it was clear from the beginning that the Lord gave me this job, and it's actually um, how I even got here at Midtown. And so um, I could very easily see how this was a field with a plentiful harvest, and God could use me here. But then uh, came the month that will forever be marked on each one of our minds, uh, March 2020. March 2020. So on a Sunday night, I got an email saying not to come into work the next week. And on Tuesday, we got another update that somebody in our building had tested positive and it would be extended from there. So since then, um, that week working from home, like many of us, has extended to nine months and um, is set to continue well into next year. And even at that point, there are lots of unknowns about when we'll be returning to the office and what that will look like. So at the beginning of this drastic change, um, I was able to have consistent lunch and after work video chats with my coworkers and stay connected in that way. Um, But by the end of the summer, one of my best friends who I'd been praying for and who had an interest in coming to our Bible study before COVID, um, she left the company, moved to Europe to get her master's degree. Um, Two of my other closest friends have recently moved away from Kansas City, and um, I've lost touch with a couple others. So the video chats have long ago faded, and it's rare that I get to see my coworkers, my friends. And really, they're just two specific people I see every day, or talk with every day. And they're just two older guys, um, one I've never met in person. So with a lot of this loss, I began to doubt if this was still the field where God had me. um, As my job responsibilities aren't necessarily work that I enjoy and so, if you had asked me prior to COVID what my favorite aspect of the job was, it would have been, without a doubt, my coworkers. Um, so with that, without my coworkers and that friendship on a daily basis, um, I started to pray about where the Lord would have me go, and I loosely began looking for a new job opportunity. But there were a couple closed doors. And um, after wrestling with the Lord for direction, I knew that I needed to stay where I was at until a new door clearly opened or the one I was at clearly closed. So fast forward to this past week at Mission Focus. On Thursday morning, Pastor Fife was speaking about hard fields. And he wasn't just speaking about um, the fields in unreached nations where there were layers of language and cultural barriers, but he stated that Every single field is going to be a hard field. Um, The Lord didn't promise us that our work will be easy, but he did promise us that he'll be with us through those hardships. The Lord did not promise I would love the work I'm doing for my job, um, but he has called us to love his people and his work in seeing souls saved. The Lord was speaking through Pastor Five straight to my heart. I could see that I had been making excuses as to why I could no longer stay in the field where he had placed me. Um, I wasn't meeting people like I used to. I didn't have as many opportunities for open, non-work-related conversations. Uh, just making up a lot of petty excuses, essentially. Um, so I was also thinking at this moment, back to Joe McCaig's sermon the night before, and his emphasis on
0: how... Yeah, yeah. Keeping you guys on your toes. I don't know how any of this works, so don't be mad at me if I mess something up over here.
4: Is this one, perfect.
3: Uh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so um, at this time I was also thinking back to the message the night before from Joe McCaig um, and his emphasis on how even the lentil field was important to defend. So he specifically pulled the passage from Second Samuel 23, verses 11 and 12. And after that was Shema the son of Aji the Herite, and the Philistines were gathered together into a troop. There was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. So the emphasis here was that um, all fields are also important. So I, see, I can now see how even my few coworkers, just even the two guys I talk with every day, their souls are so important that the Lord has me there um, because he wants to use me in reaching them. And um, as much as the, um, working for a large corporation is not necessarily my favorite thing, um half of the city does work there. So, if we're trusting the Lord to overturn um to turn this city upside down, then um it's a decent place to be. Um so no matter if it is difficult, the Lord wants to use me to reach the people that I do interact with, and the Lord has shown me how this season can also prepare me for much more difficult hardships to come. So in establishing vision for the next year and applying these truths, um, I'm trusting God to use me in the lives of a few specific coworkers, um, specifically two of my friends who do still live in Kansas City. Their names are Meredith and Emily. um, That they would either come to our Bible study or that I would be able to start a one-on-one Bible study with them. Um, And yeah, so I'd also like to encourage everyone I know that I'm not the only one in this circumstance of still working from home. And so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage everyone that even if the field is hard, um, God needs us to be there.
1: Uh, Thank you, Rebecca. Man, that was a super relatable testimony, wasn't it? So many of us are in that same exact position right now. Uh, I myself am. And, um, man, Rebecca, you talked about being uh, in this place where you had this social life with your coworkers and recognizing the opportunity that that there is in that. Um, And then being driven into your home and having to isolate and having limited interaction. And, um, man, I, I know even myself had the same exact feelings of, like, man, is this still, like, a plausible place for me to you know, continue in work, and um, we start to make excuses for ourselves as to maybe why we, we need to be somewhere else that God would have us be, when, you know, ultimately what we should be recognizing is that God has us where we're at, right, and just as Rebecca views her workplace as her field to, to, to evangelize, to meet people, and, and, in, and introduce people to Christ, um, man, that's the same for each and every one of us in this room, Um, and that's, you know, that's not something to be dismissed. God has us where we're at. And, uh, if we're not being intentional about seeking opportunities in the situation we're in, right, if we, if we're more intentional about creating excuses in the the situation that we're in, then, uh, then we won't be used of God the way he intends to use us. So, Rebecca, thank you for that. Um, such an encouragement. We love you. Um. Next up, we have Havala Ginther.
5: Hey guys. Wow, it's awesome to be here. Um, yeah, this the past couple months have been very long and hard and I haven't been here a lot. And I just wanna let you guys know, uh, it's so refreshing just to, to be here with my family and uh thank you Andrew and Rebecca that was really encouraging for me um I know our testimonies are supposed to be about missions and mine is too kind of in a roundabout way but the main thing that I was convicted about over mission focus was just my personal walk with Christ I know this year has been hard for all of us um Uh, For me, I know it's been probably the most um, difficult year of my life. I know a lot of you know, um, I'm so sorry, my mom passed away this year, about a month ago. And that was kind of a long, slow process. Um, That was kind of always in the background of my heart and in my mind. And so with COVID and um, just so many other things that were stretching for me, um, I just felt over time more and more um, weak and more stretched than I've ever been. Um, And the circumstances that I found myself in have revealed a lot in my heart that I never wanted to believe or admit. Uh, Sam uses the analogy a lot that like we're all like lemons, and uh, it's when you get squeezed that you find out what's really in you, and uh, what we want is good fresh lemon juice, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Lemon juice was not coming out of me. I uh (laughs) was just seeing, uh, uh, feeling really cynical. Um, uh, The list goes on and on. I had a hard time really bringing it down but really just tons of just fleshly thoughts and, and actions and a lot of fear uh, was coming out of me and um, the saddest piece of I felt like what was being squeezed out in those dark moments of sadness and loss um, or even in moments of celebration you know Brian talked about today it's in you know what do you do when you're the most sad or what do you do in when, when something really awesome happening who do you go to and in those moments, and there have been a lot of them, especially the sad ones, um, running to God has been a final resort rather than my first. It's not my first impulse to go to him and pray and seek him for comfort. And that happened over and over and over and over again. And every single time He's was like, okay, sister, like, what are you going to do about this? And just kept putting it off. Brian's message on Friday I know is impactful for a lot of us, especially for me, um, when it comes to dealing with sk- with sin, uh, not making a deal with myself. And I've recognized for a long time kind of some similar patterns in my flesh of like, oh, I get super convicted about that. Let's do something about it. But then there's like this piece of it that I hold and I kind of make a deal of like, oh, like I'll make this much of a change, but I'm not going to cut off my right hand, you know. And it's been easy for me uh, just to be really transparent with you guys, to use motherhood, lack of sleep, lack of energy, lack of time, um, this new role as an excuse for a lack of intimacy in my walk. And that's probably looked like to you guys, oh, where's Hava? Like, she's just not as available. Um, And the reason is, is not just because I don't have time, but because my walk with Christ hasn't been right. And this has affected so many areas of my life. Like I said, it's hard to to narrow it down. Um, but if you're close to me, you have probably felt it and sensed it. And I'm really sorry for that. And um, kind of what God brought me back to, I was feeling, you know, these feelings of, I was just overwhelmed. I'm like, where do I even begin, God? I feel like there's just so much sin hiding in my heart and I don't know where to start. And uh, one thing that he... Kind of brought to the surface, that he's tried to bring to the surface before, and I haven't really let him. Is that I really actively have left my first love, and I, I think I actually did it a long time ago, and have been too embarrassed to admit it. And uh, it happened when I got married, and um, which sucks because marriage is a good thing, and I married a good man who loves the Lord and. He's my best friend, and uh, it took me by surprise, but when we got married, I realized, man, it's so nice, like, just having someone I can talk to at the end of the day, and I'm just there with them, and they're just, they're looking in my eyes as I'm talking to them, and he understands me, and he knows me, and the best part, and this is why I think I started to kind of replace that intimacy with God, with, like, this, this deep friendship, um, is that he doesn't ask me to change the way that God does. And I liked that. And what I realized on Friday night is I think I like that more than I like having that intimacy with God. And so for nearly five years, I've been comfortable with God as my teacher and my father and my Lord in some ways. But that intimate friend, that person that I talk to when I'm sad, When I'm feeling broken, when I'm processing all of just my evil, I'm doing that with my husband and I'm not doing that with God. And so that's changed my relationship with his word. And so I'm realizing this and I'm like, well, crap, like, what do I do? Like, I can't just, like, get rid of him. It's not like this big sin, like, okay, just stop doing that, like, I'd to stay married, you know, and so that's something I'm still wrestling with, and I don't exactly know what to do, but I'll tell you the steps that I'm going to take, and um, I'm glad that I get to say this in front of all of you, because you can help keep me accountable, and so that's step one is accountability, and I'm not asking all of you to be my accountability partners right now, <laughs> although that'd be nice. Uh, But specifically, I've talked to uh, my friend, Amanda Allen. Um, She and I kind of had a cry sesh about this. We're convicted about some similar things. Um, And then I sought out accountability from an older, wiser woman, uh, Cheryl Miles, and she gave me some really great advice, and she's going to be checking in on me. And then, of course, I sought accountability with Uriah, so now he knows. He was kind of flattered, but uh, (laughs) cat's out of the bag there. I'd never talked to him about that before. Like, that's crazy. Um, and then a big thing for me, I'm almost done here, um, is my relationship with the Word, I think, has everything to do with uh, the time of day that I'm getting in it. And um, I don't think this is some, something that everyone in this room is dealing with, but for me, like, I haven't had a full night's sleep in a year. Um, just because I have kids and they're up and so first thing in the morning like and that was almost like easy for me to be like oh just like get my time in the word but i'm gone like my mind is hazy and i'm really just grasping like god please just teach me something or give me something so i can be a good mom today instead of really spending time with him so i'm not going to cut that out but one thing i've realized and i've talked to you about is i really need to give uh, my evening time when i'm processing and my kids are in bed and i'm decompressing I need to have some time with the Lord there, and that doesn't mean I just don't have time with him or, or whatever, I don't hang out, but I really need to make a habit of decompressing with the Lord and, and um, having that intimate time. Um, I have a couple things I was going to share, um, but uh, I'm just going to skip that, and uh, uh, John 1, one, when I was broken about all of this um, and not really sure what to do, reading In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, for some reason that verse just came to life for me. Just remembering, like, in an inspirational way, like, going back to the beginning of my relationship with Christ, He is the Word of life, and He's with God. And so if my relationship with the Word and with Christ is right, then I don't have to worry about all the details of what's getting consecrated and what's not like he's just going to show that to me and I think that's a big piece of why I put it off because it just felt like too much I knew when I got to the root issue that it was going to affect a lot of things and I was overwhelmed Um, but I feel grateful I don't have to be overwhelmed I can just be honest and I can just move forward so thank you guys
0: Um, that man, that's not easy to do, right? To be that um, open about what you've been struggling with. And um, I think, man, it's a great example to a lot of us, it, your situations don't have to look anything like like hers for you to recognize that there are just certain things that we don't speak out about. And um, and I think Hobla's is also wise in that that she's willing to share with you the areas of her life that are weak. But that she's found um, she's found resources and very specific people to get into the nitty gritty about right, like to to really uh, dive deep and and you know who those people are. It's it's always good to have a peer that's keeping you accountable, and then it's also really great to have someone uh, a a Paul in your life who can who can really give you direction and help you uh, know where to go, and so that's powerful. I'm so thankful. Um, Hubble is like. One of my best friends, and um, it's really good to see her uh, working through this and growing. Um, Next, I want to invite wherever Sam, where's Sam Belfi at? There you are, dude. Come on, man. You're up.
6: (laughs) Nice and close to you. Is this close enough? Cool. Um, so, I guess from mission focus, maybe this is different from some others, but I didn't have some like lightning flash reversal, you know, major revelation, you know, coming down on a beam of light to me or anything. But I felt like things that I had been learning and growing and become, starting to understand just in life leading up to that point were really refined and just reinforced and clarified. And a big area of that was really, you know, like all the preachers were making this clear, but like putting everything into the mission, to the purpose for our life and not holding anything back, making any deals or compromises or anything else, which I saw as something that I struggled to do because maybe I always knew I needed to do it. It was some truth I was always aware of, but it wasn't one but I had the fortitude to really actually grapple with and incorporate into my life. I, you know, would think to times before where, you know, maybe something, you know, like even going out, you know, like say to evangelize or some other, you know, important thing and I would think, well, how am I going to do all these other things I like doing? How, what if I get tired, you know, evangelizing and doing the mission and I realized out of that, you know, who am I? Who am I to have anything left to hold on to? Who am I to put anything in reserve or keep aside or, you know, store away for some other time so that I can use it so I can enjoy myself or do something that's different from the purpose that I've been created for? I wish I had, you know, better words to really elaborate on that, but that's just something that I know. I you know, I get confused about a lot of things. I get unsure about a lot of things. I'm not sure, you know, a lot of times what things I can trust. But I just know, just beyond knowing, I can, I can feel it. I can feel it in my ribs and my spine and all inside of me. I know that God is my Father, and he's worth following with everything. Everything that there is. And that's the one thing that I know and I can hold on to, and it is what I hold on to now even when like many of you all things get really tough this year when I do feel you know just really tired and really just worn out and I just know going forward that I just want to you know give everything that I have to living out the purpose for my life I don't want to have anything left you know I don't want to worry about you know wearing myself down. I want to be wore down. I want the, you know, the bones to show in my fingers because I've been so busy using them for the purpose that they were intended for originally, you know, when God made them. And, you know, I have difficulty imagining, you know, dying old. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's a thing that's going to happen. But I know that whenever, you know, I do go rapture or otherwise, I just want to be so exhausted. From doing what I was meant to do, and I know I'm so imperfect in that. Those are really, you know, romantic ideals and tall words for someone of my, you know, physical and spiritual stature. But that's what, you know, that's just what I I know, and that's the only thing I can really hold on to. In the end, that's where I want to go moving forward. And I'm so imperfect in that. I have no wisdom, or ability, or, you know anything, really. You know, I I look up to so many of you all, and I'm like, oh, I just wish I had some small part of that. I remember when I first came here, and I saw everyone worshiping, I was like, I just wish, God, I just had some little part of what they were using, you know, to worship, and I could, you know, at least use that. But something else I've learned, I can, you know, I can't trust myself at all, or really much of anything that the world has but I can trust and I thank him every day for it, God's grace to use me however he will or at the very least to tolerate me as I, you know, just mess it up time and time again and maybe hopefully to grow me going forward. That's all I have.
1: Man, Sam, thank you, dude. That was awesome. Um, man, so some of the things that Sam talked about, uh, he mentioned being tired a lot, right? And then he mentioned trusting a lot. Um, and Sam, what I what I um, what I got from that, man, is that we, we should welcome tiredness into our lives, right? Um, being stretched for Christ is is a good thing. Uh, and so many of us, you know, myself included, we we try and dodge. Certain responsibilities to a point. We say we want to be this busy in what we're doing, and man, Sam, your your testimony, man, it made me realize that like there should no there's no limit that we can place on on the amount that we allow God to use us. There's no limit to it, and um, the reason we can do that is because we can trust His word for the things that it says, and we can't trust ourselves. We can't trust the things of the world. We can That's what Sam said as well. The things that we can trust our God and what he's doing with our lives, with our hands. Um, and yeah, Sam and I are friends on Nintendo Switch, so uh, I see when you're on there, man. <laughs> and, and I know you see when I'm on there. So let's, 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 together, let's get brittle fingers not from playing Nintendo Switch, but from doing the mission. Um, man, Sam, seriously, I'm, I'm grateful for your, your sober realization. Um, we love you, dude. Um, next up, we have Autumn Andrews.
4: Hello. <laughs> um, so this has been such a crazy, amazing week, and I just firstly want to say I'm so grateful just to be able to come up and just share a testimony and actually like have this step of obedience to just— do the mission just to preach God's word um and just give him glory for what he's done uh because I should not be up here and um I have like nothing to offer and truly just uh recognizing like my weakness but like God sees the value in me and he just wants so desperately to to use all of us um So this was my first mission focus, and um, just going into it, I just begged God to just give me a perspective that was just bigger than myself. Um, And that's what he did. And uh, in doing so, he just really revealed to me my heart for people and his heart for people. Um, And just really coming to terms with the fact that like my views on others can just be so wrong. And um, in the spirit of Brian Clark's message of just like admitting sin and um, just like being able to confess it with our family, like I'm so prideful and I can hide and say that it's shyness, but really I just don't want people to judge me or um, to take me as something that I'm not. But um, yeah, and in doing so, that can just make me judge them. And so Romans 14:10. Um, but why dost thou just th- judge thy brother, or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And um, we just all are going to be judged by the same God, and um, I'm just so grateful for that. And um, just with that sin, it causes me to forget that each one of us is fully designed by God, and we are all just wonderfully made and that includes myself, and so that judgment also can extend to myself, just being kind and knowing that, um, like, I, too, am a child of God, and um, so with that immense sin, like, he has just given me so much grace this week through um, his fellowship with so many people who I, I wouldn't have access to if it wasn't for mission focus, and um, yeah, he, he wants so desperately just for his children to be unified, and he desires for his children to be like-minded. Um, and we just get to sit and praise him. And like, what what more joy can we get than that? Um, so I've been really thinking about, like, in terms of the body of Christ. And it's just been so sweet how God's been revealing um, just different things. Like, I just went to go, like, pick up something on the ground, and I realized that, like, when my hand moved, my foot did too. And so just recognizing that, like, I'm a member of this body and that, like, whatever I do is affecting other people. And not only that, but when I reach down, um, my foot goes up, I'm counterbalanced. And so I know that I'm also supported by that same body. And um, I just want to have a part in helping progress and cause action that's going to truly, like, stir the world. Um, and so the other part of the body uh, is just so amazing, uh, was truly just having access to all the, the missionaries. Um, I had never, like, met a missionary before coming to Midtown. I just, like, assumed it was some, like, secret club society. You just, like, signed up to be sponsored by God. And... Um, it's not that, which is really amazing. And it's just ordinary people, trusting in an extraordinary God. And so I just want to give honor to that. And um, dude, I got to hang out with some of their kids and they're so fun, um, shout out to Watson. Um, so it was just so sweet to, to be able to like go get coffee and just know that they are people um, too, and that, um, yeah, they're just being used because they trust, and so, um, final part of that was recognizing that I am also a part of it, and um, yeah, the body is moving and it's fighting a spiritual battle, and we're all called to be soldiers for Christ, and um, like it's not waiting for me to have some some big. and um, come to to terms with the fact, but it's it's progressing forward, and I just want to to stake claim in the mission, and know that um, I can, and it's just through simple obedience, um, because God's word is authority, and um, I can put all of my trust into that, and so, yeah, essentially, God has given us everything we need, and we just have to to trust in that, and so yeah, I'm really grateful. I love you guys. Um, yeah, thank you.
0: This is the mic thing. It's getting so confusing. Am I on? Am I not? On? Do I use this? Or do I not use this? This is it. This is not it. This is. Yes. Okay, I'll do this. this is on this is on this is on okay uh so many of you you are are new to this church uh and all of these concepts come they come flying at you right like like I know uh you know Eva my wife and and Hannah had the privilege of discipling uh Autumn and she grew up in church and with like Christian parents who love her and and um, everything was all good until she landed here and like everything got messed up, right? Like her understanding of salvation, she didn't realize was wrong. Her understanding of baptism, her understanding of, of church life and what it meant to be a part of the body of Christ. All of that was a little bit jumbled up and God started making sense of it. And, and I just want to encourage everybody who's new and just getting started in this and like this feels weird and there's things that are really difficult and challenging to your perspectives, uh, lean in. If for the only reason that you want to be used by God. And it's going to take a local church. And it's going to take a place where you say, this is my family. And for, for good or for bad or, or like for the things that I don't understand yet, um, I'm going to own that. And I'm going, to, I'm going to press in for that reason alone. Let God prove himself out. Let, let him prove himself out. Let his word prove himself out. Uh, and and, and let's, let's, let's be family together. And if you've got hard questions or things that you're working through, um, man, put those things before the Lord. I, I promise you, uh, he'll make those things clear, and uh, I'm so proud of you, and I didn't know you would, like, I didn't know you'd do so well with a mic. <laughs> We're gonna have to do this more, <laughs> yeah? Um, cool, okay, so I knew before I came up here who was next, but now I forgot, so uh, is Ali's next? Okay, Ali Stahlbarmer, where are you? And if we're going to get through this, Ali, if we're going to get you and the next couple of people, really try to keep it tight. okay. And I'll do my best, too.
7: I'm Ali. So I'm just going to start. Um, so coming into Mission Focus, um, there were a lot of distractions. For one, my roommate and I got bed bugs. And so we were dealing with that all throughout Mission Focus. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll just get into that later. Um, so other than that, probably a week or two ago, something God has been, um, bringing up to me in his word is just sincerity, and so I looked it up, and, um, it basically means, like, complete and, um, without blemish, and so I was, like, in a season of feeling, like, really fake, and, like, I can't, like, be real on my own, and, um, anyways, it was just, I, I wanted to deal with that before mission focus, but God was really, like, dealing with me with that before and throughout mission focus, um, the first mention, it talks about serving God in sincerity and in truth, um, which is, like, completely, completely serving him, and, um, so another thing before going into mission focus, um, I received a text message from Andrew um, just asking if I wanted to be on the list of people that was trusting God to go make disciples in Vietnam. And so I like saw it right when he sent it, but I didn't respond for like several hours. And um, it was because like, I, I didn't know I would be so afraid to be asked that question. Because I've been like, I like went to Vietnam like uh, a couple summers ago and I just like fell in love with it and just the mission and I like feel the desire to be a missionary, um, but this is just so like far ahead in the future for me and like in my mind, and it probably is if it is still, but um, anyways, the answer that I um, gave him after five hours of carefully trying to craft it was i 'm not sure um, so basically <laughs> basically um, so i 'll just start with what um, God was showing me in mission focus so. Uh, 1st James 5 sermon on working in a hard field God taught me how I literally just cannot focus on myself and it was when he asked um, what will I give up to plow a hard field and the first thing on that list was my plans hopes and timeline and God exposed to me how I was afraid to answer yes to Andrew's text because I was afraid that I wouldn't get my hopes plans and timeline and this just like ripped me up because, like I said before, I, like, I, I want to be a missionary, and do God's will, and I feel, like, like, the desire to go into a foreign field, um, but, um, and then God was, like, hey, remember sincerity, and, like, I'm not serving God completely if I'm, like, putting my hopes, plans, and dreams, and all that stuff first, you know, and I, like, recognized, um, like, um, my going was contingent on if I got that first but um and also another thing in James message a call to missions is a call to preparation um so I've got to fight giants and learn to battle against whatever comes in my life and engage and endure it and that being my flesh like like fighting that and then fighting tiny bed bugs and then um but I just like yeah just I believe that God is preparing me like saying hey you're no good on your own but like James said um like God's like yeah it's impossible but I'm with you. Um, So I've got to surrender in sincerity um, completely and go all in, like Joe McKaig was talking about, the virtuous woman who buys the field. She doesn't just like take it and take it back and I don't know. She like buys it. She goes all in and I forget who mentioned it also this week, but like, you know, like a car doesn't just like go. You have to step on the gas and let Jesus take the wheel, and I'm, like, not, you don't want to be a parked car, and I feel like I was trying to park myself when Andrew asked me that question, <laughs> um, but basically, um, yeah, I just want to trust God to um, buy a field, and just let him direct me, um, and then another thing, and Chris's sermon, sorry, there's just so many things from all of them, was saying the same exact thing to me, um, it was, a call to missions is a call to consecration. And the last point he made was, um, will you say no to your natural affections in order to separate unto God? And then the very last sentence on the note says, consecration says we are going to, and then he said like Vietnam, Boston, um, all these places to make disciples. But the first one he said was Vietnam. And of course my eyes were like, you know, like, (laughs) um, but I want to be consecrated to God and serve him in sincerity and truth, and I can't do that while idolizing the ideas of what I want my future to look like and to get that first and everything, um, but God's grace is so good, and I just, I trust that um, he will help me to trust him more and just give me more of his grace, and I'm, I am guilty of wanting what I want more than wanting God, <laughs> and um, I'll uh, just also mention a quote from Brian Clark that really stood out to me, and it was, you can never understand the depths of God's grace unless you own up to your own guilt. Um, and then, really, really fast, um, also alongside all of this with the bed bugs, Um just going on, you know, I, like every night after Mission Focus, I was super exhausted, and then I was like, where am I going to sleep tonight? Um, but, like, God was showing me through this, like, hey, you can keep going because you have me, and and I, like, before Coming to Midtown, I'd be like spending so much time in my room all by myself, just like, don't talk to me, you know? And, but I like literally had no option to do that this week, and I feel like God was definitely preparing me um, for the mission through that as well.
1: Um, that was a lot, Allie. Um, but it was super good. And man, Allie's con- considering the mission field, guys. Um, and, and she talked a lot about, you know, preparation to that through sincerity and through understanding what consecration is, to be completely separate from the world and your thoughts and ideals and to be submitted to Christ in that way. And um, man, everything we do as saved people is preparation for that. Like, I don't know if, if we realize that or not, that every single bit of what God lets come into our lives is preparation for the mission field. Right. And whether that's where we're at or if it's somewhere else, if it's somewhere, if it's Vietnam, you know, it's it's all preparation for that. So to to park ourselves is, is to hide from it um, and to judge ourselves on how we're handling that preparation is to be godly about it. Right. That's what it is. It's to it's to be considered about the actions we're taking. So, um, Ali, I'm grateful for, for your testimony. And uh, I think we all are. And um, we are praying for you and we love you. All right, um, last up is Hunter. Hunter Hedgepath, come on up here.
8: Okay, um, I'm Hunter. Some of you guys know me, and some of you that really know me know that I'm probably the most stubborn person. (laughs) Um, It takes a lot of work sometimes. Um, mission, Mission focus really impacted me Um, because it showed me the importance of submission, um, which has just been like kind of really hard um, in my life. Um, When Sam had talked in Joshua 7, 1, um, but the children of Israel committed a trespass, and the cursed thing for Achan, the son of, yeah, the son of, the tribe of Judah, took the cursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel, and then down to uh, verse 12. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before the enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies because they were cursed. Neither will I be with you or more, except you destroy the cursed thing from among you. And um, just like when Sam um, had talked about that, like I knew that if I'm not going to submit to authority in my life, then I'm going to kill you guys, you know, and I love you guys. And I don't want <laughs> to do that, you know. Um, so I know that the mission starts, um, with submitting, and that even means, like, submitting, submitting even if we don't know, um, that we're going to be delivered. i um, just like Daniel chapter 3, verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of the hand of king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So, like, taking, taking those, uh, those two thoughts that it's not, it's not about what's going to come, like, from submitting. It's the fact that I get to submit and get to be obedient. That's where, like, joy comes from. Um, so that was, that was really big. Um, which brings up to, like, the sessions with uh, Brandon And uh, Dan talking about um, the Bible studies um, just kind of started the spark of, like, coming more prepared, coming more, like, submitted to leadership, and coming more ready uh, to share the gospel uh, really was impactful. So I know that uh, that's all I got. I won't keep you guys too long. So... (laughs)
0: And Hunter's another one of those guys where, like, this is, feels really new. You grew up in church, but, like, the dynamics are so different now uh, in terms of how you approach your faith. And so making those big discoveries are a big deal. I want to say thank you for, for sharing with us. Now, um, Maggie was supposed to share, but I'm going to let her share next week. She didn't expect that. She was like, she thought she was, like, like good. But I'm going to have you share before I preach next week. Is that cool? Okay, she's, like, doing this um we need to close in worship if that's cool I know that that's a, we're a little over time that doesn't really matter around here though does it come on we don't think that way uh we do need to close in worship and we need to close uh praying for our team that's in Tampa we got a team from Kaya in in Tampa right now uh being an encouragement to the church there but also i um, hoping to be used to evangelize and do some outreach and so we want to pray for them and then we want to close out just screaming our lungs out for Jesus. Can we do that? All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. And we are so thankful to just get a taste today of what you've done in the lives of people uh, in this ministry. And uh, Lord, we know that you're only just beginning with us. And that um, all of these kind of declarations that we're making as we leave and we get in our cars, we recognize that these, this is just the beginning of something amazing that you're doing in our lives. And Lord, we know that day after day, week after week, we will be preparing our lives, our, our, our minds, our hearts uh, to, to do the work that you're calling us to do. We do want to reach the city with the gospel. Uh, we have only just begun that work. We do want to reach this world with the gospel. And we've only just begun that work. And and Lord, uh, win, lose, or fail, we're, we're we're headed that way. And so Lord, be with us Uh in that in that endeavor and lord we ask that you would take care of the team in tampa and um lord they desire to serve uh, and they desire to be a blessing to that church that's still in its in its fledgling days and so lord we pray that you would add to that church uh this week uh lord that souls would be saved that people would be encountered that need discipleship that need to be grown and need to engage the mission and so help help our team to find those people and draw them into uh, Living Faith Tampa, that community that they might grow and they might have purpose. Uh, Lord, we ask for that. Uh, bless them. Let them be an encouragement. Protect them. Lord, be with us in our worship. Uh, Lord, help us to, to uh, even right now, just let go of some stuff and to call to you and say, Lord, without you, I would die. Without you, I would have nothing. I'd have nothing. And so, Lord, you are our everything. Be our everything right now as we lift up your name. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing King of My Heart, and uh, yeah, and you know, we've, we've kept hearing this, but yeah, you can't drive a parked car, um, and it says in the second verse, uh, let the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails, right, and so let's, let's actually pray that as we sing it. today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in his word. For more information about Kaya, for service times and information about our disciple making ministry please visit our website at caya.liv.com